0: Hello and welcome back to the Timeline Astrology Podcast with myself, Gary O'Toole, and my guest today, Ronnie Dreyer. Ronnie has been with me on the podcast before, we talked all about the eclipses, and so I asked her to come back on and talk about the eclipses of this year, 2022. Just to remind you who Ronnie is, she's an internationally known astrologer, consultant, author, lecturer, specializing in both Western and Indian astrology. And she was one of the first wave of astrologers who traveled to the east and introduced Indian astrology to the west. And I think um, her book, Vedic Astrology, was one of the first ever Vedic astrology books I bought back in the 90s, as far as I can remember. So it was a pleasure to have Ronnie on again. Um, We talked all about the impact of these particular eclipses and how we can see them play out in world events and also the impact on our own personal lives. And so I think you'll enjoy. So without further ado, here's Ronnie. So welcome, Ronnie Dreyer. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi,
1: Gary. How are you?
0: Um, I'm really well. I'm I'm anticipating, like many other people, I imagine this upcoming eclipse on May 16th after the solar eclipse on April 30th. And I thought this would be a good time to check in with you and to... um, really check in with the eclipses and what they're all about this year so what what are your first thoughts if i just throw that out there what are your first thoughts about the eclipses in 2022 overall
1: um well you know it's interesting first of all because when you have eclipses you know like i said there are four of them this year and um you know as always there's there are two and two um, so the solar on April 30th, and then you have the lunar on, um, May 15th or 16th, depending on the time zone, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm in, I'm in New York, you're in Galway. So it's yours is going to be the 16th when it's 16th exact. Way. we will be in, in the East coast, almost the 16th. And then we have, um, uh, another, uh, set of eclipses, you know, in six months. And I know this is just kind of like, you know, rote. But that one is the 25th of October and then November 8th. Um, So I think the interesting thing this year, just just as a general um, rule, is that the solar eclipses are both going to be partial and the lunar eclipses are going to be total. So sometimes you get where the, the, you know, sometimes the solars are total or annular, which is also, you know, when they're, you know, very tight. And this time you get the lunars. And we had this a few years ago where we have three, we get what's called the blood red moon when you have a total eclipse. Um, and that is just how we, um, you know, how we see it in the sky once it, 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 it starts moving and then when it gets to its, you know, totality, what happens is that everything looks like, you know, red. So, you know, they call it this like blood red moon. Um, and that's that's oftentimes what the, um, the total lunar will look like, you know, if you can see it, you know. I mean, the thing is, is that there are, you know, parts of the world, of course, where you can see the eclipses, but, you know, really only if you are... Um, you know, kind of have a clear sky, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, I'll go out and I'll, they'll say, oh, I'd rather, in fact, you can look at it more. I mean, I hate to say this. Well, not that I hate to say it, but you can look online and go to like nasa.gov or, you know, space.com and you can go to a website, maybe the British, you know, Royal um, Astronomical Society. Um, the point is, is that you can see the eclipse is clearer when you're looking on your computer. Hey, listen. <laughs>
0: if everything else everyone else has gone online these days why not the eclipses too i know it's
1: wonderful (laughs) to see them outside but if the sky is foggy you know or you know it's not or the eclipse is not going to occur exactly where you're living Mm. you're not going to see it you know but you will see it online because they'll definitely photograph it at the place you know in the world where it is exact and where i mean and where where the sky is you know clearer so um, anyway, but that's, that's the thing. So as an overview, you get the lunars that are total and you get the solars that are partial. Now, you know, in terms of astrology and the symbolism of it, you know, it might mean that the total lunar eclipses are more intense. Um, you know, so the energy gets like really sharp. And that is also because, you know, when I look at eclipses, as you say, the nodes of the moon are going to be within a certain distance from the sun and moon. And when they are partial, they're you know, broader. So what I, when I look at eclipses, I do look at when the node hits the eclipse degree, or either before or after. So when you have a total, the node will hit that degree in a shorter time span. So what it means is that it's like really intense because if it's if you have something in your chart around that degree, it like hits it and it's it and the, the span of that eclipse then is felt really intensely for those like two months or three months. When you have a partial eclipse, like we have with the solars, like with the April 30th one that just passed, um, you know, the distance, let's say, between the nodes, you know, and the eclipse itself is um you know is greater so when you have that eclipse of april 30th for instance the node or rahu is going to come to that eclipse degree which is uh 16 aries um and it comes to that degree um in january so you know of course you're going to then get mars hitting that solar eclipse degree in july but it's like a it's like a like i call it a slow burn it's like you know it can awake something in you or awake something in the world but it's going to take time you know for it to manifest when you have that lunar it's you know really intense so that's the overview just in terms of partial and and, and total um and then of course you know i know very strict you know indian astrologers are not going to necessarily you know agree with me but Hey, as somebody who studied Western astrology long before I studied Indian astrology and then used them, you know, at the same time, the problem is that there's so much Pluto and especially there's, um, you know, Uranus special Uranus is going to be very close to those degrees. And so to me, it's like a Uranian year. So it means like surprises, like things really happening that are, um, you know, out of the ordinary, um, you know when you have, especially this like last eclipse, the April one. Um, and again, I I hate to be like America centric, but um, but what did we have like right a couple of days after that eclipse? Is we had this you know Supreme Court document leaked, and you know even though it does apply to America, it's a it's really applies in a way to the world because it gives you an idea of where the politics are going. You know where people are feeling. Um, intense, you know, ha- always about, you know, the whole idea of reproductive rights. Um, but the fact that this document was leaked, you know, and I always say with eclipses secrets come out, you know, and it was like, absolutely perfect. Um, and it was in the nakshatra of Barani, which <laughs> is ruled by Venus and, you know, is the vulva is the, you know, it's, it's kind of bizarrely symbolic, obviously um but and, that, and
0: also the fact that it's rubayama the god of death the
1: god of death right exactly right and and then you know you know so 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 you're you're getting you know you're getting that you know and and i think that's really you know one of the things that really happens but on that day um jupiter and venus were exact you know um which is also kind of interesting and the thing is, is that the, the thing that's interesting with the Venus and Jupiter and Pisces, you know, is, I always think that if you have an aspect that's very strong on the day of the eclipse, that's also very symbolic. And in general, you know, one might say, okay, Venus in Pisces, it's exalted, Jupiter in Pisces, it's, it's in its swakshetra, you know, its dignity, then it means that there's something wonderful and hopeful. But, there's something about you know that venus and jupiter again coming out and being the dominant force of the day you know the whole idea of women and um jupiter's children um childbirth i mean you know Ju- jupiter is the karaka of children
0: and and laws
1: and laws exactly women
0: laws, right. and women
1: is venus so it's it's the whole symbolism of that day. And, and and I'm sure there were other things happening in the world of note, but you know, here I, I will say that in America, that that whole idea of this, first of all, of reproductive rights being challenged and maybe overthrown, which we all knew was a possibility. This is not like new, um, but more that this document was leaked. So, you know, what does that say about the courts? Um, but I think the mm. the thing that's interesting, um, you know, is that it knocked Ukraine off the lead story of every news in America anyway? You know, when you were listening to the news for the past three months, you know, or since mid February, Ukraine has been the lead story. And then this kind of knocked it right off. I mean, it was, that was bizarre. And the whole week, you know. So, um, yeah, so that was a really interesting um, solar eclipse. You know, I, I anyway. could share.
0: I could share one of my personal experiences of it, which I think was highly symbolic as well. If, mm-hmm. you, if you'd like to hear it, but yeah, sure. I was at an event that which was held in a church. So first of all, you're already going to say, "Okay, it, this is something at a church, a Jupiter kind of place." But it was a literary event, so it's very much Venus Jupiter themes, mm-hmm. right? But there was this one speaker a reader who, um, a female writer from Germany who got up on the pulpit, literally, it's like literally the moon standing in front of the sun, a female standing in front of the Christ figure on a pulpit, and read from her book, but decided, and uh, she chose the sex scene from the book to read in the church, Jupiter and Venus. And I was like, bowled over, I was sitting there. This was actually exactly while the eclipse was occurring. Hmm. Unbelievable. I was just bowled over but most people were not bowled over most people were a bit perplexed about what was going on because we're sitting in a church and this woman is reading this really graphic explicit sex scene including this threesome and even thinking about barony and the symbol of the three point, the three stars pointing downward and it was very sexual obviously but I was just sitting there I was just bowled over at this and the timing of it so that was my personal experience of the, of that eclipse literally at the time of the eclipse itself yeah yeah Yeah. it was and the and maybe you could also throw in neptune closely conjunct venus and jupiter uranus conjunct the eclipse itself and you know people were a bit kind of confused as to what was happening
1: yeah it's very interesting you know that you get that venus jupiter right like i say i think things are when you have eclipses they they do tell you interesting things that are happening and then of course you get uranus that's four degrees apart from that eclipse as well so
0: tell me um, this though if we're talking usually about a you know with a solar eclipse we're talking about a new moon and every new uh moon a new moon a new lunar month right but now we're talking about a solar eclipse when we have these kinds of configurations do they have then that jupiter venus for example does that have a, a big impact for many months Because of the eclipse?
1: I think it defines the nature of the eclipse more than anything. Um, I don't know if it has an effect in terms of the degree. Um, You know, that's, I mean, I I don't know if anything is really gonna pass by that degree, um, except for the fact, of course, that at some point Rahu will, but that's not for a while. It's in Pisces, you know. Um, So I think that it's just to me the nature of what's going on in the sky and, you know, the eclipse for that week will just kind of dominate the, uh, what's happening. You know, I mean, we still have Mars, Saturn, they're, they're wide, Mars is separating from Saturn, but, you know, they had been in a heavy conjunction prior to that. So it's kind of interesting that it's, um, you know, I, I only mentioned the Jupiter-Venus because they're absolutely exact. You know what I mean? They're two, two minutes apart. So they are like the really, um, you know, very, very, very tight aspect. So, you know, I think that that just makes a difference um, just in terms of the nature of the eclipse, you know, how is this eclipse a, you know, going to give you what is, what is the effect of it? So if it, especially if it hits something in your chart, you know, because it's, it's 16 Aries. So, you know, if you have something, I mean, I like to take a tight orb. I mean, if you have something between like 15 and 17 of Aries or even Libra, because it's the opposite. Um, it'll affect you, and, and these are the kind of areas they affect. But even if you don't have something at that degree, eclipses are always going to be going through a sign for a year and a half. So it, you, you, it's going to be in a house in your chart, you know, somewhere wherever Aries is in your chart, you know, that might be an area that gets awakened and that you have to just pay attention to, and transform. I mean, because the nodes are there, so it, you know, to me, eclipses are really kind of a, a wake up call. You know, and and I think that's, you know, with this, you know, reproductive rights, this abortion thing, I think it's just a wake-up call. People knew it was coming. You know, this is not like a big surprise, frankly, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's a surprise in terms of the, how far it went, the draft, because there were, um, not to get into a whole debate, but nobody knew exactly how it was going to go, you know, or how intense it was going to go, if it was going to mean an overthrow of Roe v. Wade. It could have just been that there were more restrictions placed on on abortions. It didn't have to be that it was completely overthrown. So people didn't really know exactly how far it was going to go, but people knew there would be more restrictions. That's not a surprise.
0: So Can I ask um, you something about, uh, because it's interesting when you you talked about how when there's a total eclipse, of course, that it's really intense because the (laughs) node is right there and it's right on it Mm -hmm. and it brings it up really intensely, really quickly. But could we say for this partial and very partial, solar eclipse on the 30th of April that because we have you know like you say the Mars transiting in July but then later on into a year we have Rahu that's going to be a long time after could we say that this is just kind of spark something that kind of mm-hmm. explodes later on
1: yes definitely you know and and I think that's especially when you have in your chart for me it means it is a wake up call you know so look at the area that it's affecting in your chart but it means you kind of have time you know, it's not going it's, to, it's not necessarily, except Mars hits it in July, July 20th, you know, and, you know, a little bit, you, when you say Mars hits it in July 20th, I mean, it's going to still be within orb, like between at least the 18th and 22nd. So it does mean that things are going to be woken up. You have to kind of pay attention. You know, it's not going away, but it means that you kind of have a, a, a time to work things out. I think on a personal level, um, kind of how I do it. When when you look at that, but going to the total lunar, because that you say is what people are looking looking towards. I think the total lunar is an interesting one this year. It's on May 16th. You know, as I said, it's 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 going to be total, the exact like it's for an hour and a half. It's like kind of moves through, um, you know, blocking the uh, the moon. And the thing is, is that what happens is that when it comes total, it's going to be May 16th um, in the UK you know, it'll be like 4.13 a.m. And in Washington, D.C., it'll be I'm sorry, it'll be 5.13 uh, 5, a.m. And then in Washington, D.C., it'll be just after midnight on the west coast of America. It'll be like 10 p.m. You know, so it it changes, but it's still the 15th and 16th. And and what happens is that you get this, um, you know, total lunar eclipse um, and it's going to be um, in Vishika, The moon will be in Vishika. Um, the moon is, is always when you have an eclipse in Taurus, it's always going to be in its debilitation. Um, that's, that's just normal. But the, um, the, the node of the moon, um, you know, Rahu is pretty close to that eclipse, but it happened, all. but, you know, it happened already. So right now, Rahu's, Rahu on the day of the eclipse is going to be 28 Aries and K2 is going to be obviously 28 Libra um but the sun and moon are going to be 1 degree of taurus and 1 degree of scorpio so because rahu obviously and ketu move retrograde rahu um you know and ketu were um at that degree in february so um so what that means basically is that when rahu and um when Rahu came to that um, Eclipse degree, that was, um, it was like, when Rahu came to the Eclipse degree, meaning the South node really came to that Eclipse degree because, you know, K2. And that came to that Eclipse degree in in March, March 3rd. So um, I think that that Eclipse started already around March 3rd and that was when Ukraine, the whole situation was just really intense. Now, the other thing is that when you look at that eclipse, see, to me, you can't look at that May 16th eclipse without going back to the one on November 19th. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like twin, twin eclipses in a sense that they, this is what happens oftentimes with eclipses, like six months later, you might get a couple that are around the same degree. Um, that partial lunar eclipse, that was partial November 19th. And that meant that the moon was in Taurus, but it was three degrees of Taurus. This one is one degree of Scorpio. So what it means is that if you have anything in the Taurus-Scorpio axis, let's say around two degrees, you are hit by that eclipse and you're going to be hit by this eclipse, you know, because they are so tight. Um, And the eclipse of November 19th, the node came to that degree mid-February, February 16th. That was, um, you know, uh, that was actually, February 15th, sorry, that was actually the day before Ukraine was officially invaded. When that Rahu um, hit that degree, it was exact to the time when that, you know, the, the Ukraine happened. And then you get this eclipse in May where the moon was hit by the node March 3rd. So it's like we haven't had a break with those degrees. That's my point, is that the eclipse of November 19th, the node hit it in February, February 15th. This eclipse, the K2 hit the moon already in Scorpio on March 3rd. So we have been in this, with people who have things around that degree, and of course, the moon is completely debilitated at that degree. So, um, in Taurus, so I mean, I mean, in Scorpio. So, we have this eclipse that is so close to the moon's stability, you know, and then we have it really um, tight and total. So, I think that this May 16th eclipse, of course, because it's going to repeat themes from last November. Um, Of course, in America, again, in America, that's the day before Biden's birthday, so it meant that that eclipse was in his solar return in his virtual, which means that America, so it has to do with America, you know, again, being, you know, really in front of the news, but it it has to do with really, um, you know, the whole world. It's not, it's not just America, you know, so I don't want to make it seem like it's only America, it's not.
0: Just, just to um, clarify as well, uh, Ronnie, that you do use the mean notes.
1: I use the true nodes. Okay. Yeah. So it could be a so little you're bit you're referring a... to
0: those dates of the nodes transiting, you're, you're referring to true nodes only.
1: Yeah, mine are true, but, you know, you're not going to get, I mean, it's not going to be like a month later or anything like that. It might be a few days later.
0: Right, here right. Day. Just to clarify for maybe people who are listening the difference, but, like, um, traditionally the mean nodes were used maybe uh, in Indian astrology, but then oh. there's the true nodes, which, like you say, usually it's a degree maybe, um, maybe two. Mm-hmm. The difference, mm-hmm. Not, not a huge difference. A
1: degree. It's very rarely it goes up to two. I mean, usually the the, the difference, the distinction, is like midway between the eclipse cycles. You're going to get the greatest um, difference between the true and mean. That's that's usually what happens. Actually, if you if you start looking at the ephemeris, you're going to get that kind of um, because that's when the true node really moves and doesn't like stay around the same degree um, for a while when you have an eclipse, the true node is gonna be at a certain degree for quite a while. So it kind of really, if you're looking at, at transits of Rahu Ketu, when you're really looking at the, uh, around the eclipses, you'll see that like right now, um, you know, the nodes are gonna be um, you know, at the, the degree uh, where they are for a few weeks. The mean nodes, on the other hand, are, are consistently steady in terms of their movement. So that's kind of like the difference between the um, the true and the mean. <clears throat> but you know, you have to... a
0: preference for like using the true nodes for transits and mean nodes for chart readings?
1: Oh, you do? Is that do what you have you do that use? preference? No, I just use true. I don't use. Okay,
0: mean. I I kind of look at both. <laughs> I tend to look at both in all things, whether it's sidereal and tropical or whether whatever it is. But I tend to look at both, and but I have to kind of stick with one. So when I do readings, I use the mean node, and when I'm looking at transits, I'm looking at both.
1: Well, you know, it could also be that I learned Western astrology first. Mm. You know, so you know, in terms of like modern Western astrology, they're pretty much well, people still use me, but more of my teachers use true. Right. You know, and so that I I just stuck with it, you know. Um, you know, I mean everybody has to choose the thing that obviously works for them, you know. Mm. Same with house systems and Um, Ayanamshas, you know, because again, I use Krishnamurti, which is a six minute difference from Lahiri, Mm. but, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to make that much of a difference with with these eclipses. Um, And and I think that the thing is, is that the the ones that are total, because it already started March 3rd, I think you need to really look and think about what has been happening. Um, The other interesting thing with, you know, I mean, again, going back to this reproductive rights thing is that in February, when that eclipse, when that node hit the the lunar eclipse degree of November, um, not only did we have Ukraine, which was not really a secret, but somehow everybody thought, you know, I mean, they were, Russia was building up, you know, all their arsenal very close to Ukraine for months and months, you know, and people were, you know, if Putin said, oh, we're not gonna invade, I mean, that was nuts to believe it you know so when it happened i don't know if it was a secret coming out of the woodwork or something you know because it was kind of in front of us it just kind of made it real you know what i mean it made it real and then what happened also the interesting thing with this document again that was leaked is that it was leaked now but actually was written in february so again it was interesting because that was when the node you know hit that degree um That was in November before Biden's birthday.
0: Interesting. Interesting but you know, well, Zelensky has Taurus rising. Also, I can see his part in the whole thing as well. Yeah,
1: he's had. A, yeah, I mean, I I don't know what's going to happen with Ukraine. I I don't necessarily see it ending that soon. Um, but you know, the discussion a lot of times has now kind of switched again from the pandemic. I mean, it was the last two years. It was like, when is the pandemic ending? You know, um, I think that when you're looking at the eclipses, also if you're looking at the pandemic. You know, think about once again, another strain now is appearing. Um, That's what happened last November to December. We had eclipse season from November 19th to December 4th. You know, everybody thought we were out of the woods, then Omicron hit. So again, it just seems like with these eclipses, quite often we're looking at these new strains, even though with this virus, you're gonna get strains all the time. That's the nature of a virus, you know? But uh, I I think it's interesting if if you look at the eclipse cycles. Mm. you know and 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 think about it because right now they're watching these trains again
0: and also perhaps looking at the the change in the zeitgeist more so in terms of the nodes changing signs and all of a sudden now it's Aries Libra themes and war mm -hmm. and diplomacy or an attempt at diplomacy anyway because of Ketu they're kind of maybe making that a bit of a challenge right now um with the kind of exaggerated war mongering and all of that and the war situation with Aries really triggered with Rahu but it's the change of the zeitgeist. This, the, the virus is still there. We're yeah. talking about it as much.
1: Well, the May 16th eclipse, right, that's gonna be the last of the Taurus-Scorpio eclipses.
0: Which and is interesting, yeah, in the that, that's an, that there is still one ha- hanging on. Right, go. the May 16th one,
1: which is what happens with the, with the eclipses. You know, the nodes are the, the same, they're, they're like the bearer of the signs of the eclipses. I mean, the nodes changed signs, you know, in March, and they went into Aries-Libra. But what happens with the eclipses is the eclipses of the last, you know, year and a half were in Taurus, Scorpio. So then they go, but then it always goes backwards into the la- the sign prior one more time. So that's what you get now. I mean, you're getting now the, um, the Aries-Libra eclipses that are going to begin, of course, in, um, they just began in April. But then in May, you get one more going into Scorpio. Um, but then you get the next bunch you know october november they're in libra aries next year april may 2023 aries libra then you'll get one going into virgo because it's going to you know initiate the virgo pisces but one will then go back into aries that's what usually happens you get like a series of five eclipses and then you get one that goes into still the other sign it's sort of like saying hey wait a minute you're not out of the woods you haven't completed you know, everything you've had to kind of get done um, where your Taurus Scorpio is, you know. So maybe this eclipse is gonna say to you, you know if you haven't completed something or changed, you know you don't have to have dramatic changes in your life. I mean, sometimes you do, but you have to fix something. You know, that's to me what the nodes are. You know, the, the, the round K2, that's the whole idea of malefics. You know, they don't want the status quo. They want it changed. You know, the, the Jupiter wants it to stay, Saturn, Mars want it to go, the nodes want it to go. So you really need to just think about the last year and a half, you know, is there something you've been doing, you know, that you've been adjusting where your Taurus Scorpio are located. And now that eclipse is going to say, really get it done because mm-hmm. it doesn't get done, you know, it, it's going to, it's going to get done for you, you know, you're not going to have the control over it. That's kind of like how I look at those nodes, you know, it's sort of a wake up call to that area of your chart.
0: It's you almost know. like this is kind of lingering, like even if you could draw the conclusions from like, you know, the, or correlations with the virus itself, where it like lingers, mm. you know what I mean? You might get the virus, but then it's kind of like this, like, like people are calling this long COVID condition, where it's this kind of lingering thing that, that takes longer to get over the, the, the initial infection and then the longer term impact.
1: Didn't you just have an election though in the UK?
0: In the UK, not, the, but you're in
1: Ireland. I'm sorry, you're in Ireland and in
0: Northern Ireland. It's so obviously, yeah, the UK and and but not in Ireland, yeah. And actually, the but in Northern Ireland, yes, the election has brought um, the biggest vote for Sinn Féin, which is the the nationalist party in in Ireland. Right in the UK in Northern Ireland. So that's showing a change that's happening, which is always interesting to see elections around eclipse times, you know, right. and how they bring bigger changes. usually, Right. right? Yeah. Right. Cause let's, let's, let's face it. We're talking about the sun being eclipsed, for example, the leaders,
1: mm-hmm. right.
0: There's, there's something, there's something of a changing of the guard in a way. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. And I think that's the thing with eclipses and you know, it's interesting, you know, I always say watch eclipses. And I think the other thing, before we move on to the other two in the fall, is that I've made a, an observation, really over the past 20 years, that when you have an eclipse and you have a, um, a, a a planetary station, a retrograde mostly, you can have a direct, but if you have like a retrograde station um, of an a, a, a malefic planet, especially Mars, Saturn, Again, if you're taking the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, um, Pluto stationed retrograde on April 29th, which was a day before the eclipse, you know, also Saturn just went into Aquarius in um, on April 27th. So, you know, we're also getting these changes with this eclipse, but the Pluto, I always, you know, was in my newsletter, say, whenever I see that, a Pluto retrograde or mars retrograde the day before the eclipse i've noticed that we've had within a week or so let's say a week to 10 days something explosive happening and normally i say it's like an earthquake or hurricanes or you know fires or people abdicating or getting toppled or dying or something that makes world news not just something regional you know and then what happened you know of course was right after the eclipse I mean in America we had this explosive it, it it was really considered explosive this leak um yesterday we had this huge in Cuba in fact they had this huge um, explosion apparently of um, a hotel mm-hmm. um, that killed a lot of actually there were a lot of fatalities and injuries um so again that's the other thing that I watch and to me that eclipse was um also um defined let's say by that Pluto I think for you know leaders and just the whole status quo you know to um you know to
0: change and can I ask you one more thing about this particular eclipse before we move on though I don't know how many people talk about the solar eclipse whether you know it's solar or, or lunar beginning but that when we have a solar eclipse followed by a lunar eclipse this this and you talked about it last time we spoke this kind of culmination or this increase because obviously it's a waxing moon after the new moon and it's building to that full moon and then the full moon eclipse being itself a sort of re- resolution in a way. What could you say about that being a full moon total lunar eclipse in Scorpio? What what kind of things could you see being resolved in the, the more immediate time frame?
1: Well, they get worried about Scorpio, but you know I don't know that it's close to the debilitation degree, two degrees away, you know, and so that's the other thing because moon is like one, you know, between one and two degrees of Scorpio. Um, You know, like the, the thing is, you know, when you're looking at eclipses and you're looking at the ancient texts, I mean, they're never good, but, you know, some people say, of course, if you're going from solar to lunar, it means that you're on a waxing cycle, you know, and then when you go from lunar to solar, it's the opposite. So yes, it could be that this season, there's something very definite in these two weeks that may get resolved, but you know, I don't. I I, don't, I just haven't found it to be like a more positive eclipse season when it's going from solar to lunar, depending on the degrees, you know, and depending on where that, you know, lunar eclipse or solar eclipse is situated. And, you know, for me, it's more that there is this, um, I think, ending of the cycle of the last year and a half, you know, in May, because it's the last ta- Taurus-Scorpio eclipse. Um, you can say also it's an eclipse, the moon is conjunct Ketu. And in the solar eclipse, the sun, moon were conjunct Rahu. So I think it's the ending. I don't think it's like necessarily a culmination or a, I don't think it's a resolution because it's the last Taurus Scorpio eclipse. I think it's maybe an ending of one cycle. And now that's clearing the way for the Aries-Libra cycle to sort of start because it's the next bunch of eclipses, you know, that will be in October, November, then next year in April and May and then, you know, the following um, October. So I, I think that's kind of what it is. So it'd be nice if it was the end of a cycle, you know, I mean, you know,
0: could it, could it be nice the to end wrap of wrap everything war? up in a nice little bun. <laughs> I don't know,
1: I don't know, you know, maybe it's the end of the war in the Ukraine or a change. I mean, I was, you know, I, I don't really know and I don't necessarily, you know, it's hard, you know, because I'm not looking at Putin's chart particularly because it's so, you know, the information is just not there.
0: Uh, date of birth let alone time of birth There's exactly exactly as, time, as exactly. Date of birth is wrong so yeah exactly you yeah. so know so that's we might funny. never know that but let's let's move uh to the next ones then, because they're really yeah
1: yeah so the next ones, so the next ones are i think really fat the ones that are important um you know obviously they are now you're now really into aries libra cycles mm-hmm. you know so the next one is october 25th um, and that October 25th one um, is interesting for a couple of reasons. Um, yeah, it is a partial um, eclipse. So um, that means that the south node or K2 is going to conjoin that solar eclipse degree June 23rd, so 2023. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really taking your time to get there because there's a... Um, Twelve degree uh, difference, eleven degree difference between sun and, and moon, mm-hmm. which are almost eight degrees of um, Libra, and then K two, which is nineteen degrees of Libra. They're all in Swati, so they're all in uh, nakshatra ruled by Rahu, which is you know obviously in Aries. Um, but the other thing I think that's quite important about this eclipse, two things: Venus is eight degrees of uh, Libra. 8.35. So it is um, 40 minutes, 40 minutes difference from uh, the moon and the sun. Um, and I realized there's a whole stream of people who talk about Kazemi, but even Kazimi doesn't fit in that category. That's a very combust Venus, totally combust. And I have found, I really do go back to the ancients when they talk about when you have an eclipse and you have something that is combust the sun. That's what happened in December of 2019. We had an eclipse where Jupiter was very combust the sun. And then in March, 2020, we had the lockdown and the real heavy pandemic started even though it had already begun in China. I mean, the virus had already begun to have its effects. So I do look at these, these combustions. Um, the eclipse combust the Venus very tight. Um, and if you go back to like the ancient texts, you know, um, it says things like women, ministers and tribes will suffer when Venus joins um, the eclipse degree. And what happens is that, you know, you have to remember, I always think Venus rules women, but it also rules ministers. So to me, it's like eclipsing the ministers. Um, And this to me really shows that this eclipse, followed by the one which I'll get into in a minute, the total on November 8th, ministers means your cabinet, it means people, if you're talking about leaders, it means cabinet, it means people who are, are, women also, but it means people in the government, people who are your allies, who are helping you, who are advising you. Um, so I always think that that's going to be something that's going to happen. Of course, because the next eclipse is election day, I, I, I do think it's, a, it's going to be not that great, you know, for people in government and that goes for everybody all over the world. It's not just for America. The other thing that's to me interesting about this eclipse, even though it's a partial is again, what I was saying before about Pluto being retrograde the day before the eclipse, Mars is going to be retrograde on October 3rd. So when we have this eclipse on October 25th, we, again, we have Mars retrograde every year, every two years and two months. But, you know, that Mars retrograde means that Mars is gonna be in Gemini and Taurus for like eight months. You know, it really extends um, the time. Um, But what it really means is that we're gonna have a Mars retrograde in the eclipse cycle between October 25th of the solar and we have the lunar of um, November 8th, so that Mars. And again, so I'm really talking about explosions, I'm talking about attacks. Uh, I think that two-week period um, is gonna be a wake-up call. And I don't necessarily, again, maybe I'm being very pessimistic, you know, I hate being pessimistic, but I've seen Mars take its toll um, around eclipse time, you know, like this before, so. Um, it makes me a little nervous. You know, it can be also, also like I said, earthquakes, fires, you know, could be fires. You know, that's also fire season in America. Again, it could be really devastating fires. Mars is in Gemini. So that means that it's in an air sign, which is not good for fires, because it means that they blow in places and go in places that you're not expecting. You know what I mean? You can't You can't predict the course
0: right. of
1: what's happening when it's in an air sign. Mm-hmm. um so uh i mean I, I mean to me that has a lot to do with it it has to do with communication obviously it's in gemini um you know but gemini is movement so i worry that eclipse starts that eclipse season mars retrograde five days after the eclipse and exact venus combusts the sun which you know means mars is being kind of commanding venus is being you know, sort of laid to rest. I'm sure when this eclipse starts, I'll find a lot more things I want to talk about. But Well, know, I mean, I,
0: the most obvious thing, though, is the the economic forecasts at the moment.
1: The economics, yeah, exactly. And I have it written down here, economy, Uranus. <laughs> Uranus is going to be um, right near the nodes on that eclipse day. Again, Uranus is 23 Aries, Rahu is 19 Aries. So r- Uranus has really been kind of, floating around um you know these um the nodes because uranus and rahu are going to be exactly conjoining each other in august um but yes the economy is going to be um uh, you know I, I really don't even know i'm not a financial astrologer um but it's so un- it's so unpredictable i i think that's really the key um but you know i i look at this mars and again i look at it like election day is November 8th and that's where we get the total eclipse. So that, we're that's, really...
0: that's a bit of a doozy. <laughs> that's a bit of a doozy, let's be honest about it. I mean, conjunct Uranus, you know, sun squares Saturn and, and obviously then the moon as well. Um, Mars retrograde, I mean, that November 8th eclipse, a total lunar eclipse at 21 degrees of Aries is, is quite something, no?
1: It is something because again, I, I mean, again, I don't mean to be you know, America-centric, but the fact is, is that even with a lot of countries, look, the French election just took place. Again, the French election was near eclipse time. Um, and it wasn't the surprise of the French election was not that Macron won, but um, you know, how many votes um, you know, his opponent got. Um, And she, again, it it goes with the same, same general thing. Okay, the woman got eclipsed, interestingly enough, just we were talking earlier about the woman getting eclipsed, but but, um, in terms of reproductive rights, but this is interesting also because, you know, she did not, she got more votes, let's say, than she did last time, Mm. you know, even though she didn't win. So it's, again, you know, the rise of, um, you know, again, I don't know, everybody is listening to this. They have political views that are all different. I'm not going to, you know, say one view is better or worse than another. But, you know, the thing is, is that when you get this, what's happening really is that you're getting a culmination of now the eclipses, again, starting in April. That eclipse started the Aries and Libra eclipses, you know. So what you're getting, um, you know, on November 8th, is once again the eclipse is in Varuny, you know, because this was a new moon in Aries, the solar, and when you get the total in November eighth, the lunar is in Aries, so you're getting it at 21 degrees of Aries, so it is still in Barney.
0: Yeah, and could be so, in that case. Could that be then that culmination in some way, you know? Yes,
1: definitely. Starting. And I mean, when you go down to 2023, we'll see more in Aries Libra. But this this one means that the north node, the Rahu, is conjoining the lunar eclipse degree prior to the eclipse. So Rahu will join um, the the lunar eclipse degree of 21 uh, Aries in uh, August. Um, And that will happen August 28th, that the Rahu conjoins that eclipse degree. So things will really start. And then, of course, when we're looking at the um uranus um uranus node um conjunction that is also in um in august that so
0: first of august where you have this i have not seen this before i don't know if you've seen this before i mean i've seen it before in terms of them come together but not at the same degree at the 24 degrees of aries all three mm-hmm. mars uranus rahu
1: yeah so then you're getting that lineup. Mars, Uranus, Rahu. August that,
0: that's 4th. unusual, no? I have not seen that before.
1: August, for, yeah, it's a very heavy, obviously, few days. So anything that you have at 24 Aries, just take a look, you know, because that's when Uranus is going to conjoin Rahu. I mean, it's going to be exact July 31st, August 1st, around that day. But, you know, it's going to be close within a few days before and a few days after. So yeah, in the sky, I would say that August is going to be a very intense month. You started with that. And then it comes, Rahu comes to that eclipse degree, August 28th. Um, Actually Mars is gonna conjoin that lunar eclipse degree, July 28th. So you start with Mars um, at um, the eclipse degree of 21, um, sorry, 21 um, Aries. And then you get the, And then you get the bunch of that whole bunch of them. So, so yeah, you're getting Mars conjoining that eclipse degree, July 28th, but then you're getting Mars, Uranus, Rahu, um, July 31st, August 1st conjoining because of the fact that it's a very close eclipse. I mean, when you look at that eclipse, you have Rahu at 19 degrees of Aries and you get the moon at 21 degrees of Aries. So they're very close. So it's going to start at the end of July. Anything that really is going to, um, you know, be a foreshadowing of what happens in November. Um, Again, you know, I have to say, I mean, I have to look at it at the election and say that any election of a major country, um, whether it's the UK you know, and Brexit, you know, when we had the UK elections a few years ago, it also foreshadowed Brexit, which is a big deal. And then we have the French elections, we have the American elections. And then, you know, there are a lot of elections that will um, not just be vital to that country. You know, it'll be very important to the world. Um, And the last time, you know, we had a presidential election on 2020, Mercury was retrograde. I mean, so the point is, is that we all knew that at that time um that i'm sorry more sorry not mercury was retrograde i believe mars was retrograde um and the point is is that mars was also retrograde during that election as well and look what happened from that election we had leading into january sixth in america right. you know those you know riots and i I'm think just wondering with
0: is- this um, barney and going back to the um april 30th of this year and this culmination may be of the November 8th uh, eclipse the lunar eclipse right on the day of the midterms what's the link there because I don't really know the politics of it but how could we link that in well I imagine it could have a big impact whatever Mm -hmm. has begun now with this abortion law right
1: well let me let me just backtrack for one minute because I was wrong okay so on the day of the election in November 2020 when Biden won Mercury was direct. Mercury went direct the exact day of the election. Um, And Mars was retrograde. It went direct on November 14th. So again, November 8th this year, we're not having a Mercury going direct on that day, but it will be um, on an eclipse. And it will be when Mars just went retrograde on October 30th, which is the week prior. So we still have an election where we have a Mars retrograde, which means it's gonna be contentious. And we do have one where there's a lunar eclipse. I just know in America, we're gonna have, again, an election that's gonna be, um, you know, contested, devastating. I mean, it's really, and, you know, obviously not everybody listening to this cares about American elections, but they have ramifications for the world. That's the reason it's important. Um, It's important here, of course, because it's not a presidential election. But it's almost as important as the presidential election because it means our houses of Congress um, are going to, uh, especially the representative house, gets everybody gets elected because it's every two years. So yeah, that, that term,
0: because you talked about the Venus, obviously the Venus combustion during the the October twenty fifth eclipse. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about there about the ministers that you know, the advisors right to the to the government, the sun. And the sun itself being debilitated
1: the sun is yeah and the other point it's debilitated but you know the other point interesting it's always debilitated on election day the sun that's a given uh in america you know that's a given but the thing is is that
0: we're not always looking at an eclipse though
1: no you're not always looking at this so when you look at this eclipse on november 8th um venus is of course still combust but it's not as tight but what is tight is mercury so Mercury is gonna be at 21 degrees of um, uh, Libra and the sun and moon are 21 degrees of Libra and um, Aries. So this, the Mercury is not combust the eclipse degree because the eclipse is of the moon, but it's combust the sun because obviously it's only combust when it's combust with, when it's conjunct the sun and it's right in between sun and Ketu. And then you get Uranus combust, not combust, but Uranus is conjunct the um, eclipse degree of the moon. So that eclipse, if you look at it on a screen, is everything is bunched up. Everything is bunched up, you know? And yes, and Saturn is in that square position, um, as we say in the West, but if you even say it in, in, in Indian astrology terms, saturn is casting a fourth sign aspect which is a 75 percent aspect is strong to to the moon and a regular 10 sign aspect to the sun mercury k2 venus so this is like that's going to be really a a very intense um one and it's going to have ramifications even but it's going to start everything is going to start brewing at the end of july beginning of august because of that conjunction Right. Um, yeah, and and again, it's not just going to be America. It's going to be super intense. That might be a culmination or something happening with um, with Ukraine, with Putin, with, you know, Britain, uh, Germany, India, anything, you know, take your pick, you know, like, like pick, pick a, your pick poison.
0: A, but I mean, pick your poison. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, we are talking about, well, you know, the war and the Lord of Death, Yama this barony lunar mansion really being exactly. here, right but hopefully that it you know might lead to some sort of resolution by november and as merc or as mars retrogrades i mean that itself i know has its complications but there might be this i don't know i my first thought was that there might be this sort of more withdrawals i mean mars is the army right is mm-hmm. the soldiers right going forward and maybe this withdrawal or something leading from that uh, um that might be wishful thinking now on my part
1: you know, I, I have to say, though, I mean, I'm not like a, um, you know, I'm not a soothsayer. I don't, you know, and I don't profess to be, um, you know, and as the months go on, I think things get clearer as to what areas can be affected, um, mm. you know, by the eclipse. And again, the same Briyat Charika, um, not sorry, the same um, chapter that talks about eclipses, <clears throat> where it says that when Venus conjoins the eclipse, it talks about Saturn conjoining the eclipse, and then it talks about Mercury, Mars, um, and not Mars this time, but Mercury and Venus aspecting the eclipse because of the fact that when you have the lunar, the Venus and Mercury are aspecting the moon. They're not conjoining the moon. Um you know, so uh, that's really, um, you know, what is, um, I think, going on um, at that time. We're still getting that. Can I ask about
0: one other thing in relation to this uh, eclipse, which is not Mm -hmm. unusual to have, obviously, when, you know, like you say, with uh, the U.S. elections, you always have the sun debilitated, but we have an eclipsed sun debilitated, and, you know, in a couple of weeks, or less than a couple of weeks, on May 16th, we have a moon eclipse debilitated, so that doesn't happen all the time, um what in terms of obviously we don't want to be pessimistic about it and all of that but you know we have to be realistic at the same time we're looking at a war breaking out and that people are worried that this could spread further and when you kind of see these kinds of lineups it's like it's a bit worrisome let's face it
1: it's worrisome but like i say at least in this country we have a war going on in our country and you know between left and right and they are they are becoming more and more um Polarized rather than coming together. So you know, any any thought of, and, and it could even be the economy. I mean, there is just so many. I think what it's projecting in the world is really these opposites. And are these opposites able to come together? Um, yeah, I don't want to be negative either, but it looks like it's really going to be hard um, to do. Um, the other interesting thing is if you're looking at Brihat Samhita, what it says is if Mercury aspects the eclipsed Moon. Which again it does in uh, November because Mercury is going to be combust the Sun, so it's opposite the Moon. It talks about oil becoming scarce. Um, it, it's interesting, even in, in mm. hundreds of years ago, it says ghee, honey, and oils become scarce and expensive. Mm. So again, we could see that once again, what's what's happening with with prices, you know, going sky high, you know, again with oil. Um, right. And oil's been going up now i mean and i mean the price of oil stocks, and everything and then it does say of course with venus it says destruction of crops um of course you know in the ancient text every eclipse is terrible for them.
0: right, right. Well, i mean look at what's happened in ukraine and they are um huge supplier of crops right and Russia, yes,
1: exactly exactly supply and that's, yes. chains
0: being cut off now i mean this is the forecast that you know economists and you know geopolitical commentators are coming out with that it does look a bit worrisome in the next uh, few months and years right so these eclipses are you know foreboding in a way but we have to you know we have to look at it for what it is and not turn away from this possibility you know
1: no, and that Uranus is conjoining that eclipse degree of November May 26th already. You know it's going to be in that general, um you know, area of like 20 to 22. Mm. Um, you know, Aries, Libra. So yeah, it, it it is a little striking. And you know, again, if you go back to let's say the, not the what we call the metonic cycle means that these eclipses occurred in 2003. If you go back to 2003 and you notice anything in your chart or in the world um you know 2003 was the uh beginning of the war in iraq so that's when we invaded iraq so you know um because that was right after 2001 so in 2003 we toppled saddam hussein so in fact this year again you know major war we have wars every
0: we have wars every year every year everywhere everywhere it's everywhere. breaking up there's always mars somewhere
1: yeah. But which is the which are the ones that are, you know, taking notes from the world I and, mean, you know, things like that. So, yeah, it is worrisome. I worry about, let's say, the same kind of thing happening with China, you know, China taking over Taiwan, let's say, you know, it's the same. It's a very similar, um, you know, influence or similar kind of rhythm as Taiwan and and Ukraine. You know what I mean? Both major powers russia and china feeling like those countries really sh- should have b- belonged to them
0: but, right, you right. know so I'm, I'm wondering now how do we close this on a positive note <laughs> and, and without wishing to like be you know no, look, I don't really look, I think, any of it or anything like that but we maybe could look at aries libra eclipses moving forward into the new year as you know how do we as individuals maybe because that's what I know. that's the only thing we can ever do anyway right we, we, we in right. the world and we can't change what's happening in the world, but we can change our reactions.
1: That's you know, it, you have to reach right? yeah. And that's why I say when you're, this, this lunar eclipse on May 16th, really think about the, the nodes of the last year and a half having been through Taurus Scorpio. I mean, look at the degree, obviously, um, and think about maybe something that happened to you in, in 2003 that repeats. If you have these eclipses close to the degrees, of things in your chart um, but otherwise just look at where you have Taurus and Scorpio in your chart and think about something maybe you've been working on last year and a half maybe it, if it hasn't been finished yet make sure that you finish it or you know change an attitude it just depends where it is in your chart but you're moving into now new territory from Aries Libra so again it just started April 30th and we look at where Aries Libra is in our chart and what does it mean you know, again where those planets are exact if they're really exact to your chart you know think about it um the other thing with eclipses is that they do bring things out that maybe are hidden you know if you've had pain in some part of your body and you've been avoiding you know going to the doctor or or, or looking into it do it you know i mean really it's important um aries libra you know look at the houses they all represent different parts of the body also you know, so I always tell people not to ignore things, mm. you know, because those are the you know type of things, you know, and in terms of money, I wish I could be of help. I mean, if I knew what was going on in the market or finances, I'd be wealthy and I'd retire, you know, and so I so I can't give great advice. All I know is that it is so up and down. And, you know, I think that we're, we're really heading into If we head into a stabilization somehow of prices, I think that August through November period is gonna be really insane, you know.
0: I'd actually done a study on this back to 1900, where I looked at all the major stock market crashes. And actually what I found was I was a bit, well, I'm not surprised now when I think about it, but I wasn't expecting to see a Mars Ketu conjunction for the major stock crashes, not Mars Rahu. Mm-hmm. but then at the same time it is still with the nodes on that august 1st period right july mm-hmm. august period so i think it's going to be really volatile because people are asking me obviously people ask astrologers all the time about markets and i I'm, I'm like you i just stay clear i don't like to give advice uh about you know investments because it's just so unpredictable but when you throw a rahu mars uranus conjunction triple conjunction into the mix it's like you know it's just it's really unpredictable.
1: Well, I think that also, remember, we're getting one more Saturn-Uranus square, if right, you're looking at right. Western, and, and it's not exact, but it's, it's like with one degree. And that's mm-hmm. also happening end of September, October. And I think this whole, at least, like I say, not just in America, but in everywhere, and I think France showed it, that the, the left and the right, I mean, Saturn is being more conservative and Uranus is being, let's say, more progressive. You know they really are fighting with each other not coming together there's like no middle ground and 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 to me those are such extreme conjunctions you know and i do worry in august you know i worry about leaders i i do worry about leaders going you know whether it's through just natural death or you know abdication or assassination attempts i hate saying that you know but um I think it's going to be such an intense summer. And again, summer means weather. I I don't know if it's going to be a very hot summer or not. But again, I worry about fires getting out of control and meteorological things that are not predictable. Again, like I say, when Mars starts to enter Gemini, um, which it will do at that time, it just also means that the air is taking it someplace. You know what I mean? So I really do look at that. Um, you know, whole idea of Mars in Gemini, not simply that it's, um, you know, people will always look at it as communication. And of course, definitely communication and and takeovers. I mean, look, Elon Musk just took over Twitter. That has a lot to do with communication. I mean, that's a big thing. That happened during this eclipse season also, Mm. Um, you know, and that's been brewing. He didn't decide overnight to do that. You know, um, and that affects the world. I mean, Twitter is, you know, it's, it's a big thing.
0: I think I and... bring up a good point there, which I think a lot of people can take from this and eclipses in general, is that you know it on some level, right? Personally, there's, a, there's something brewing in your own life. There's some change that you know you need to make. And it's kind of like the eclipse may really make that more stark. Uh, and sometimes it could be like a complete bombshell, like from left field, but usually you, you, you know it, right? And then it just kind of forces the issue, right?
1: Yeah. Maybe we can chat again when we get closer to October.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's going to be fascinating. I think the October and November eclipses for sure. But no. because we're now we're, I'm recording this as well in the middle of these two eclipses, and it's building to that Scorpio eclipse is quite intense. And people are more intensely worried about it, I think, than maybe perhaps the intensity of the actual eclipse, right? It's always worse. The, the worry of something is always worse than the thing. Yeah,
1: I think, like I said, I think a lot of this May 16th eclipse is a culmination of things that have been happening in the last year and a half when the nodes were in Taurus Scorpio, you know, because like I said, now they're going to go back, go into Aries Libra. Mm. So they're, you know, they're moving forward.
0: So that's Um, definitely something we can, we can move on from, I think as well.
1: And you know, the other thing is like, we do have to reflect on eclipses. I mean, to end on a positive note, we meditate, we reflect, we go inward you know, I mean, in ancient times, they went inward because they were afraid to go outside during an eclipse, you know, right, right. Um, that was the main thing. So we take it symbolically to now that, you know, we don't necessarily stop our lives, but we do have to take some quiet time. And, and, you know, I, I realized that people can get panicky and everything, but, you know, the world is the world, you know, what are we going to do? You know, I mean, you just have to sort of learn to you know calm down and reflect and meditate and just heal I mean there's no other thing that you can do really on a personal level
0: you know that kind of the symbolism of the churning of the oceans which is so symbolic of how our minds can churn it out and we start getting really agitated and I see it in myself and in others where it's like the urgency of I need to make a decision now right you know but really do you you know possibly not know so that's why it's always good advice maybe to just calm down and slow down and just pay like you say attention to more the inner world
1: well you know the other thing we didn't talk about was the fact that mercury is going retrograde this week you know on the just a few days
0: yeah yeah (laughs) that's the other thing
1: and you know i don't panic with mercury retrograde but i will say that what you just said was don't make a decision right now if you can put it off. I mean, sometimes you have to do things. You have to sign papers. You have to do this. You have to do that. That's fine. Pick a good hour of the day, a good day to do it. But in general, you know, when you have Mercury retrograde during the eclipse season and you have the eclipses, um, you know, and Mercury will be, you know, retrograde, um, you know, from... And,
0: and opposite this um, eclipse as well. But right.
1: From the 10th through June 3rd. So if you can put off making a major decision until after June 3rd, then do it, you know?
0: Mm. Don't
1: make yourself crazy, you know? Right,
0: right. Yeah. Uh, but like the- you say, if you cannot, you cannot, and you need to, you know, just calm down and maybe just slow down and, and make a decision. Um, I'm Pearl Finn, my teacher here used to always say to me uh, when she used to do workshops on eclipses, to always look at Jupiter for guidance during the eclipse itself, you know, to, to kind of have that insight, that clarity.
1: Well, also in Bria Samita, they do say that if you have an eclipse, but you have Jupiter aspecting the eclipse, then it ameliorates... You know all the difficult effects of the eclipse and unfortunately these unfortunately. four eclipses <laughs> jupiter's not aspect no
0: <laughs> no and it itself like in that last eclipse was exactly conjunct venus like tussling with venus right so there's that right. one. but it
1: wasn't aspecting the eclipse it was just that that was on that day right exactly right, right. what was happening
0: which is a whole other thing as well in terms of you know when you think about the venus jupiter neptune pisces thing where you know you talk about fires but also then you can add in floods
1: floods or something
0: like major flooding and oh who knows what else but anyway uh before we go down that route let's let's hope that it doesn't like um pan out as bad as it might seem in our own minds because let's face it scorpio tends to catastrophize and think of the worst case scenario and of course we do that because we want to prepare for the worst but usually the worst doesn't happen and even when it does happen it's usually not as bad as we imagined it
1: right exactly
0: in our personal lives at least so anyway thank you so much Ronnie it's been a pleasure um I really enjoyed it (laughs) really really enjoyed it and um until next time we'll see for the uh, November elections what, what what transpires it'll be interesting
1: yeah if anybody wants to like do more on eclipses i'm always doing webinars and stuff so you can always go to ronnydryer.com. you know that's my website so people can always see what's happening right, right, and i
0: should say as well that i always ask ronnie about eclipses because ronnie is the go-to <laughs> for eclipses so if no you i'm have... not the
1: only one that oh, i
0: know the... you're not the only one but you know there you you do um have a great insight i think into eclipses mm-hmm. and especially from the vedic and sidereal perspective i know that you also use the tropical zodiac but, you know, it's a great to have that kind of insight and using the outer planets as well, which not every Vedic astrologer uses. Right. Uh, because they definitely have an impact, as we can see. Definitely. For sure. <laughs> I mean, Right. So thanks, Ronnie.
1: Okay. Appreciate
0: it. Thank thanks, Gary. So thank you. Take care. So thank you to Ronnie for coming on the podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with her, you can go to her website. That's RonnieDryer.com. R-O-N-N-I-E-D-R-E-Y-E-R. Ronnie dryer dot com. Um, She has lectures online. She offers courses, classes and consultations. She's based in New York and she has her books and Vedic Astrology, an introduction to Vedic Astrology. Like I said in the beginning, I think it was one of the first ever Vedic Astrology books I bought. So it's definitely a good introduction to the subject if this is new to you. So check it out. RonnieDryer.com. My own website Here is TimelineAstrology.com or you can find me at Patreon.com forward slash TimelineAstrology. Patreon is a platform for people to support artists and astrologers like myself where patrons become members of my website. You can get daily and monthly reports as well as video forecasts and sign-based forecasts and a whole lot more. You get early access to all content, you get a magazine, uh, my upcoming book, which is called Timeline Astrology, um, will hopefully be out by the end of this year, and I look forward to welcoming you as a patron. It's just $5 a month for all of that, so check it out. It's patreon.com forward slash timeline astrology, or just go to timelineastrology.com. Okay, thanks again for listening to this all the way through to the end, and until next time.